We're so glad that you joined us today for this podcast from Bishop Quentin Moore and the Father's House in Hutchinson, Kansas. God loves you and wants the best for you, and we want to hear what God is doing in your life. Share your story with us by sending an email to mystory@fathershouse.net. If you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so at fathershouse.net slash give. Just select the option that works for you. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. So the title of the message is Don't Miss It. Look shame, so don't miss it. I'm going to go to Mark's Gospel, the sixth chapter, and it's, anybody that's grown up in church knows this story. Verse 45, immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent them away, he departed the mountain to pray. And when evening had come, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land. And he saw them straining and rowing, for the wind was against them. Now about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea, and would have passed them by. And when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it was a ghost, and they cried out. For all saw him and were troubled. But immediately he talked with them and said to them, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And then he went up into the boat with them, and the wind ceased. And they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure, and they marveled. Wow, don't miss this story. It's an amazing story. If you've grown up in church, you've heard the story on final boards. Uh, it's interesting to me the stories that make the cut. Uh, I never really thought about it much until I wrote that book, and then they edited it. There's more on the floor than there is in the book. And uh, the Bible says, John says, that if they had put everything in the book that Jesus had done, there wouldn't be enough libraries to contain what Jesus did. So when you see Matthew and Mark and John put the same story in their accounts, it must be significant to have made the cut. Don't miss this story. Every story in the Bible is significant. When you consider that Wikipedia would have blown up if we put everything on it. Google couldn't handle everything that Jesus did. So when they put a story in the book, it must mean. I mean, it's not the first storm. The last storm, just two chapters ago, uh, they went across, remember, and Jesus had to jump up and say, peace be still, and the legions and the pigs. And this time is interesting to me in the sixth chapter of Mark because it says he made them. He made them. I mean, if you're one of the twelve, you're going, I ain't getting in that thing. I mean, come on. The last time you got on that roller coaster, you had. Can you imagine being one of the twelve? No, 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 no. I, I, the last time we got in a boat with you, it nearly and were deep. How many of you? A few times, God said something to you. I mean, you know, call everybody down front when we're supposed to be social. They made them. They made them. Have you ever had to look at your kid? Junior, get in. This must be significant. And, and then to think about it, you don't get 20 feet from shore and the wind starts blowing. I mean, can you imagine being in a boat with those 12 and, and you can, this storm is coming and you're like, again? I mean, here we are again. Wasn't it yesterday we had to, here we go, 
not again. I mean, my God, you get COVID, you get riots, you get storms, you get... You know, how many of you in the last few months have gone, and that's enough already? I mean, maybe, okay, forget all that. The water heater went out, and then the tire went flat, and then the kids had to clean that room. How many moms go, I just fed you last night? Again? Come on, not another storm, not another... See, it's, it's, it's a strange we, we tell Christianity kind of like this. If you get saved, you'll be all right. If you just get saved, I mean, you won't have any more. God will give you a pink Cadillac. He'll give you a fine-looking woman. I mean, I mean, get saved and you'll have no more... You won't miss this story. But, but it's interesting that just because the wind is against you doesn't mean that God's not for you. In fact, wind is actually the confirmation that God is for you. Giants are the signposts to the promised land. Wind is actually the signal that God sent you in the right direction. Resistance truly is the atmosphere of revelation because in the middle of a resistive moment, God's about to reveal something about himself that you have not previously understood. I hear it all the time, my God, I'll be glad when 2020 is over. I just want to say to you that in the middle of 2020, God is making himself known in ways that we have never known him before. You don't want to miss this. God is doing signs and wonders and miracles at every turn, and it's being missed because all we feel is the resistance to the process. You do wonders. I tried to buy one. Have you been on a treadmill? My treadmill, you hit a button and it goes up like this. And you have to, you know, I went to the store and I said, I want the other kind. Guy looked at me and said, What kind are you talking about? I said, I want the one that goes like this. You know, so that I can run downhill. He said, they don't make those. He said, it's called resistive training. Huh. Uh -huh. I mean, maybe I'm not a bodybuilder. You have to ask me. But no pain, no... I mean, any time you feel resistance, it must mean that God is with you and that something's happening... Hello, America, we're in some resistance right now, but it must be because God's about to reveal. Resistance always leads to revelation. You see, storms always reveal the nature of God. Storms are about to reveal truly what it is we've been missing about who God is. God's about to make himself known in a supernatural way that maybe we've never seen before. I, I get it, you know. At least you understand why Jonah had to face the storm. That boy wouldn't do nothing, he was told. I mean, God told him to go to Nineveh, and uh, I ain't going there. At least you, you, you understand why he had to be in a storm. But how many of you, if you're being obedient, you kind of expect things to go I mean, I go to church. Everybody else stay at home. I'm going to church. I give my money. 
was nice to that jerk. They stayed at home and slept in, but I'm here. Why do I have to pay? Nobody in the room has that attitude with me, huh? It's all right, I get up for ten over it every morning. I have these expectations. You made me get in the boat. I got another. I mean, this just goes to prove that I can, God can be with me and the wind still be against me. I mean, the man, the last time he was at least in the boat, he's asleep, but he was at least there. This time, we're on our own. I hate it when I'm on my own. Would you hate to be on your own? Just all your. And he saw them straining at rowing. He saw them. So he sees me. He sees me when nobody else sees me. His eye is on the sparrow. Most of you are too young to know that song. They don't write songs like they used to. His eye is on the sparrow. He saw them. Say with me, he sees me. He sees this struggle. He sees what I'm going through even when nobody else sees me. He went to a high place and I've been on that mountain. I have looked down on that sea. I mean, I remember sitting there and going, he saw them. He sees me. He sees what you're going through. He sees what they're saying about you. He sees it. Now, that does also raise the question that if he can see it, why am I here? It also raises the question, if he can see me in the middle of the storm, why did they do something about that? I mean, have you ever had a love-hate relationship with God? I'm glad he sees me, but that it. I mean, you ever been bipolar about your emotions with God? I love him sometimes, and other times I'm going, what are you doing? I mean, if I were you, I'd stop the storm. You stopped it. What? But they didn't know. But he could see it. You know, sometimes you do your best work when no one's watching. It really isn't what you do in here when everybody else can see you. It's really what you do out there when he's watching, but you don't know he's watching. Hey, I just want you to know, he is watching you inside the four walls of your house. And when you get in the car and drive off after that argument, he sees. Don't miss this. It raises the question. He is watching them, and they're straining. They're struggling, one translation says. They are tormented, one translation says. But I'll tell you what's really noticeable to me. Guess what they were doing in response to the resistance of the wind? Pastor, what are we going to do? Keep rolling. What are you going to do in the middle of August of 2020? You're going to keep pulling those oars. They're going to stop. I think Jesus is on the top of the mountain. I think Jesus is up in the mountain. 
And I think he said the last time they were scared to death. But looky here, this time all they're doing is keep rolling. Look at my children. Look what they have learned in the last two chapters. They have learned that even if the wind is blowing, they just keep pulling in oars. Because if I made them get in the boat, they ain't that Pastor, what are we going to do? That's what we're going to do. I'm going to get up every day and pray for you. I'm going to do my best to have a word from God for you. I'm going to do the best to send my $10 to whoever I can send my $10 to. I'm going to keep my hope in the Lord. I'm just going to stand after having done all to stand. Because what else are you going to do? You're going to give up and die? Come on, Christians. Jesus is standing on the mountain. It's a setup. I think he's standing for like, hey, hey, Dad, are you seeing that? Them, them Christ in training? I mean, he's the Christ, but them are Christians in training? Well, they're Christ-likes in training? If God is like Jesus, and you're like Jesus, then there's Jesus Christ, whatever, in, in training down there. Do you see that? It doesn't matter what the storm's throwing at them. They just keep pulling on their moors. I don't like wimpy, wimpy Christians. I think that'll grow up. And now about the fourth watch of the night, that, that part troubles me. It always troubles me. Fourth watch, four in the morning. You know, God is always too late. Just ask Abraham. I'm 99. Have you seen her? He stinks. He's been dead four days, Jesus. You're late. Where were you when they threw me in the den? You could have showed up before they stoked the fire. He's always late. He never works. And I, listen, I was pretty good in May. How many of you? I'm pretty good in May. I got this. I'm going to park on Watch this. I wasn't even bad in June. It's all this. Are you kidding me? The fourth watch? How many of you, you've been rowing? How long? I mean, we could fish all night, but row all night? It's easy to fish all night, but you rowed all night. How many of you have been rowing? This is August. Almost September. It's the reason they call it Labor Day. We're tired. If your kids have been home for nine weeks by the time Labor Day gets here, you're tired. And they sent them little rugrats home in March. Some of you are going to school smooth. I don't care what they do with them. Just hang them on the wall. Just keep pulling. Just keep pulling. Come on. Just, just, just keep pulling. If he's taking his time, it's so that we can learn to trust. I almost walked over and kissed Pete. He stands up, starts talking about trust. And I knew I had that slide. 
if he's taking his time, it's so that we can learn to, not in ourselves, because how many of you know, I don't care how many PhDs they got and whether they're on CNN, FOX, they don't know any more than you know. We can't trust what anybody's saying right now, right? Because they don't know. Don't get mad at them. They honestly don't know. They're dumber than we are. They don't know. I mean, you might, you get mad this one, you get mad that one. Well, the truth of the matter is they're arguing about something they don't know. But guess who we do know? We know the one who knows. We, we, we're learning not to trust in ourselves. He put us in this boat again. There must be more that we don't know. If he's taking his time, it's so that we can learn to grow in trust. That we can trust in the Lord. And then, 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 then that next line. And he would have... That, does that take you off? I mean, when you first read it, he, he, he was out there watching them struggle, rowing against the wind in the boat. He made them get in, and now he's just going, go by. And y'all do it. We're struggling here. <laughs> I mean, you said that in the presence of the Lord, I can just see. <laughs> it really is funny, isn't it? But are you kidding me? This is just really. This is this. I'm going to turn it on its head. You boys are doing so good. I'm so proud of you. You're not afraid this time. You're rowing. You got it, man. Just keep rowing. I'm so honored by how well you're doing. I can just walk beside you. I just walk beside you. Look what they're doing, Dad. He could have just passed them on by, got to the other side, waited on them to show up, because he knew they had grown. He, he, he never gives you something you can't handle. If he made you get in the boat, told you the other side, and you have the ability to do it, looky there, you have found out there's something on the inside that you didn't know was on the inside of you. I could just walk on by. Yeah, that's a great I mean, do you remember the in the garden before Adam was a real idiot? That God would come into the garden and he would walk with them? He says, when they saw him, they thought he was a ghost. You know, anytime people begin to see the supernatural revelation of who God is, they go, it's a ghost. We ain't talking in tongues and our things for it because it scares people. Good. Why do you talk in tongues in public? Because somebody needs to go scared out of you. You get it in a minute. I didn't know they talked in tongues here. Uh huh. It's all the way I know to talk. It's a ghost. And it says immediately he began to talk with them. See, we always want God to walk and talk with us in a garden. He wants to walk and talk with you in a storm. Don't miss this. He's with us. Even when we can't see Him, 
He sees us. He recognizes that we're rolling. Look at that. See their obedience? See their submission? See, it's easy to submit when there's no wind. It's easy to be submitted when there's no resistance. But when there's resistance, then you just keep submitting. Come on. I didn't choose this life. He chose me. I didn't choose to be alive in 2020 and face these situations. He chose me. And He put me in this body. He put me in this moment. And He told me to live. I'm not going to stop living because there's some resistance to the life. In fact, when there's resistance to the life, it'll magnify the God that gave the life. Just, I'm walking with you. And you're rolling. I'm excited about seeing what the body of Christ is doing in the middle of the hardship and in the middle of the storm. Mark 6.50, I've messed up their slides. And they all saw him, and they were troubled. They weren't troubled by the storm. They were troubled by his presence. It's the first time you see anything about them being troubled. Wasn't the storm the trouble? They've been in a storm before. How many have been in a storm before? If we got through that one, we'll live through this one. How many have had a couple of trials before? Oh, come on. Anybody in here been through a trial before? Then what makes you think we won't get through this one? If that one wasn't the end of the world, this one won't be in the world. Take your religion, put it in pipe, smoke it, because that's what it's worth. Who makes you think you're the chosen generation? If that generation had lived through World War II, you might have to live through something too, sister. And they, 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 they were troubled, and immediately he talked with them, and here's what he said. Are you listening? Don't miss it. Lean in. Lean in. Don't miss this. Be a good cheer. Here's my word to the world. Cheer up. Listen, Christians, we're supposed to be the most joyful, cheerful. I mean, we ought to be going, storm? Wow! He, he put me in a boat. Yep, here we go. Another election, yes. Another post on Facebook, hallelujah. You know what I do with those? I, 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 it's wonderful. You know that the thing on my computer that says D E L E T E. Do you know if I hit that, it goes away. It's funny. I can, the other one I found the other block. Wow. I have learned how to block. Let me know you have to see it no more. You never respond to me, Pastor. Might be racist. Never mind. Three people are going, he blocked me. 
Rejoice! And again, I say rejoice. Count it all joy when you fall into tribulations. In this world, you're going to have trouble. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. What are we supposed to do, Pastor, in September of 2020? Cheer up! We're not supposed to be running around going, Oh my God, what are we going to do when school shuts down again? Shut up! Do you know something? I don't know. Yeah, Jesus. This what if Peter played that game? If, if, if you really are out there walking beside us, let me get out of the boat. It's funny. That's not in Mark's gospel. And Mark's gospel is dictated from Peter to Mark. And so when we get to this point, Matthew puts it in, in Matthew 14, and says that Peter said, if, then let me come. Peter is telling Mark, and Mark goes, well, don't you want to put the part in here about how you walk in the water? And Peter goes, no. It's not important. Now listen, I've preached about walking on water. It's a great sermon. I can take it and do great things with it. But for this sermon... He's going, no, 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 that it's not significant. Maybe it's because he did begin to sink. I don't know. You know, once you begin to look at what you can see more than what he spoke, you will begin to see. That's another sermon. Matthew puts it in there, see, yeah, he jumped out. What a waste. He says, no, Mark, don't put that in. Because the significant issue is not that I stepped out. It's that Jesus stepped in. Do you know Jesus never spoke to the wind in this story? In Mark 4, he said, peace be still. In this storm, he just stepped in. Never spoke to the storm. Back when he stepped in, he says the wind ceased. Peter says, it's not important what I do as an individual. Listen, the days of individual success and individual stories... Is over. This is about what we do. The Peter's one, listen, it took more faith to stay in the boat than it did to get out of the boat. Peter's saying, those 11 had more faith than I did. It takes more faith to stay in the marriage. It takes more faith to stay in school. It takes more faith to stay in church. It takes more faith to stay at work. Are you listening? God's telling us to stay in the boat. Keep pulling the oars. Stay in the Word. Stay in prayer. Stay together. Because it's not important that I got out. What's important is that He came to where they were. Are you hearing anything I'm saying? Look at your just stay the course. Stay the course. Don't go. Listen, I had to make up my mind four months ago not to change. I had to make up my mind. I still believe God heals. I had to deal with all the dichotomy of will we wear a mask? I'll wear a mask because somebody in this country says I'll do it. So I will because I'm a man under authority. I'll do that. That doesn't change the kingdom of the king 
that I serve? Am I making any sense? Stay the course. Stay the course. Simple message is one. Grow and rejoice. <laughs> In this phone. I'm having a ball. In his presence, his fullness of joy, he's right there. There's no watch what we do. Just keep rejoicing because we'll get through this because he, oh, you're not. We need to be having more fun than we ever had in our life because watch this. Just keep pulling, church. This is fun. We made it another day. We made it through another press conference. I lived through another Zoom call where they said, we're going to do this, do this, this, and yet in the world they we're going to do this, 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 this. No wonder teachers are going, mm-hmm. who knows what they do tomorrow? I don't know, but I'll just keep just steady, just faithful, just submitted, just obedience. See, storms reveal the sufficiency of the king. In the middle of a storm, you realize that his grace is sufficient when you're hungry, when you're in a storm. He just reveals, I got this, I'm with you, you're okay. This is important. This, this, don't miss this. Cheer up, I... Yeah, joy unspeakable. Full of glory. You can do this. I think I think the world has been watching for the wrong house. You'll get this in a minute. They've been watching the state house, the White House, the legislative house. You know what I think? The church ought to do. The church ought to give them a different house to look at. They all start looking at the church house. We decided, watch this. Just, just watch this. He's got his eye on us. He knows this is a struggle. But he's got sufficiency for this struggle. He's, he's right there. Mark doesn't tell a story about Peter. Matthew tells that story. says when he got in the boat, the wind ceased. I just love John. John's my favorite gospel. John adds another piece. John says, and when he got in the boat, we were inside. Just watch this. He's watching us stay faithful. He's watching us stay obedient. He's watching us as we submit to Him. He's watching us as we praise Him. You watch this in a minute. This storm's going to cease and we're going to be on the other side. You're going to wonder what happened. It's in our hands. Future is in the hands of the believers. Futures in the hand of those who follow the Christ. That's what the future's in. 
future is not in what you hear the news telling you then. Future is in the hands of those who got the boat, grabbed the oar. I've been pulling on these oars a long time, Ken. I ain't stopping now. Stay in the boat. Keep reading your Bible. Keep praying the Lord's Prayer. Just, just keep rejoicing. Just keep singing as we go. Just, just take a breath. Did you get anything out of it? And then give the Lord a shot. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Father's House. We hope you stay connected by following us online at fathershouse.net. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by using at TFH Hutch.